welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we are delighted to be welcomed into your home. You know, we would love to hear from you. So today, we're taking your questions and your comments. You're watching It's Monday. Please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can reach us at 205 271 2980. <clears throat> and you can always send us an email with your questionary comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, first, before we start our show, we certainly want to be praying for Israel, for the Gaza Strip. We want to pray for all the people who have suffered so much um, heartache, misery, all the first responded people that are there, this great attack that is happening. Uh, Father Joseph offered Mass this morning, also for peace <clears throat> in the Middle East and everything that's going on, and that we unite our hearts with Israel, and also that for all the people who suffered with the earthquake in Afghanistan, yeah. and there's just so much going on, and our hearts are heavy, yes. and we just pray. We pray for God's protection, for His peace, and for an end to this violence. Yes. And, um, and it's, for the it's, unity of all people, whether Palestinian or uh, Jewish or whatever, loss of life, God's mercy, the people who've suffered the earthquake, thousands of people mm -hmm. there, hundreds of people, war, violence. So we're just all united. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. So mm -hmm. we just wanted to mention that for sure. Our question for today's show is this, everyone knows someone who has experienced a pregnancy or infant loss. How do we help them? October is Pregnancy and Infant Awareness Loss Month, so that's our, our focus for today. And so we want you to call us, and there's uh, several types of losses, right? Miscarriage? Mm -hmm. You can have an early miscarriage. You can um, have a pregnancy where it's stillborn. You can go through the pregnancy and at a certain gestational age, for whatever reason, the baby stops growing and dies with inside of you and um, you're having to deliver okay. a baby later on <clears throat> in gestational. So there's lots of losses that we encounter as couples, as families, um, because hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so ways mm -hmm. to minister, ways to love, ways to heal. So what is it that you would have liked to have happened for you at all in terms of help? What wasn't helpful? Um, or, or maybe you know some resources that, that you'd like to share about miscarriage, about infant loss, about abortion loss and, and healing. Are they all the same in terms of the healing process? Are they different? And so we're going to discuss this today, and we, we want to hear from you. We stand in solidarity with those who have lost children from the moment of conception on in whatever way this has taken place. Because this is an area that needs to be spoken about more. Mm -hmm. There really are do's and don'ts in terms of what you say, what you don't say, the help that is really helpful, the help that you think is helpful that's not helpful, resources. And so we'll be sharing with uh, Micheline Fredenberg, right, mm -hmm. from uh, reproductivegrief.org, reproductivegrief.org. But we want to hear from you personally, just sharing your own insight, your testimony, 
and uh, so that we can help one another because miscarriage is happening on and on. They, the statistics are one in every four pregnancy ends in a spontaneous miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of loss. And how are we doing that? Not only how are we doing that, but how are we helping those to heal mm -hmm. who have experienced that? Or how have you received help? Mm -hmm. You know, whether again, whether it's abortion, you come to realize I made the wrong decision here. Uh, what kind of healing resources are there? Like Rachel's Vineyard, have you gone through anything like that? And so how do we help people that have suffered pregnancy or infant loss? That's the question for the day because it's, it's uh, awareness month for uh, miscarriages, mm -hmm. infant and loss, pregnancy and loss. so on. 1-800-221-9460, 1-800-221-9460. Plenty more to come. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that we're taking your questions on our show today. So if you're watching, it's Monday. We're here. We're live. Please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, 205-271-2980. You can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, everyone knows someone who has experienced a pregnancy or infant loss. How did we help them? Well, October is Pregnancy and Infant Awareness Loss Month. And so we're going to have on our show, um, we're going to have a call hopefully coming yeah. from uh, doc Dr. Michelle Friedenberg, who, Michaeline yeah. Friedenberg, who works with a beautiful ministry called Reproductive Loss and um, aids and assists people because it's kind of like sometimes we say things that aren't helpful, we don't know what to do, we're hurting, and we, but we need to heal, we need to cry, we need to have our heart heard, and we want to do that well. So as a family, you might have experienced that. Um, maybe you had a daughter, maybe that happened to you yourself, a daughter-in-law, and how did you respond? How, how can we better do that? And so that's what we want to equip you all with today. And we want to say, it's limited, but we are sorry for your loss. We try to understand, and I think that's what we're doing, we're trying mm -hmm. to stand under people that have suffered miscarriage, infant loss, abortion, as well. We can't say we know. We don't know what that was like for you or for your family or for your daughter. Um, but we want to say we want to understand. We want to stand under you. We want to support you. Yeah, so we have uh, Dr. Michaeline on the phone right now. And Dr. Michaeline, we'd like to welcome mm. you to At Home with Jim and Joy. And so you have your beautiful website, your beautiful ministry with where you're ministering and hearing the hearts of so many um, men and women and family members who have suffered um, pregnancy loss, infant loss, in ways that you have ministered to them. So tell our family the importance of this. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. And I really appreciate it because even though, as you mentioned, these types of losses are are very frequent, over a million miscarriages a year, about 900,000 abortions a year, and then there's those who lose children later in pregnancy through stillbirth or an early infant death. And yet our culture is often silent um, and, and doesn't acknowledge these losses, but you're doing that. And that's so incredibly important because we want our children to be remembered and we're longing for that type of support. Yes. Well, and, and ways at your website, you also have resources, which I know that we even use at the center, where there are bracelets and you have pins and ways that we can make the rest of the world, um, those in our sphere of influence, aware of this. Because so many times the, the pain just gets dismissed. No one says, I'm sorry for your loss. And so you, nobody knows what to do with that grief, with that pain, with that heartache. But you have ways to effectively minister and heal them. Absolutely. And it, 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 um, Jim, you're already saying, yes, those words seem inadequate, but really saying, I'm so sorry for your loss, acknowledging that there has been a loss, that you have lost a family member is so important. Letting them know that they're not alone, we're there to listen, we're there to support, and enjoy you bringing up memorial items. And that's incredibly important. So most people don't receive a sympathy card. And so receiving that card is an important thing to do. Um, perhaps something, uh, a candle or a medal or some sort of token or a statue would be really meaningful to let them know we remember this child, this, this part of your family. Um, and, and remembering to include the entire family. So if we do anything, we often tend to focus on the mother, on the woman, and we don't on the father of that child. And it's so important to remember him and then to remember all of the family members. We recently had a researcher on who was talking, uh, they did research on grandparents, and that this was 10 to 20 years after there was a pregnancy loss, and these grandparents were suffering, often invisible, um, alone. They were carrying their own grief for their grandchild while still trying to support their children and any living grandchildren. But I think so often we forget about that whole extended family, and yet there are so many simple things that we can do that will profoundly impact them. Yes. So do you have some of these uh, memorializing items, suggestions at reproductivegrief.org? We certainly do. And so there's, there's one, if people go, there's a forget-me-not pin, and this is perfect for a pregnancy and infant loss awareness month, because that forget-me-not is saying, right, I remember you, and I'm remembering your children with you. And we can wear that in honor of somebody who we know who's lost a family member, or perhaps it's us ourselves. And so it's a way to have that symbol to do it. But then, as Joy mentioned, there are some, there are some bracelets. There's a, there's a comfort box. Uh, there are sympathy cards. But beyond that, we know our family members and friends best. And so maybe for them, having a mass said in memory of their child would be the most meaningful thing to do. Maybe your parish would organize um, a mass that anyone could come to who's been impacted. So there's, there's many different things that we can do that will assure those that their children are remembered. Yes. 
But we're going to have to wrap up this segment. Michaeline, thank you for the great work that you're doing. I hope everybody goes to reproductivegrief.org because you have so much there mm. and you have how to minister, how to be ministered unto for people who have miscarried, but also infant loss and abortion loss. I mean, it's really a complete website. It's wonderfully done. Thank you so much for your ministry. God bless oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. It's reproductivegrief.org. Be sure to go there. Well, and then also there's another website we like to refer people to. It's called Heaven's Gain. Right. And we have worked with clients. Um, you know, sometimes when a client makes an intentional decision to have an abortion, well, what they might not tell them is that there's always a greater likelihood of miscarriages in the future. And so when a girl has an abortion, so she has that grief, that pain, that sorrow, and now maybe she wants to get pregnant and she can't conceive a child, she can't, her body, uh, things are damaged and it's really difficult for her body to hold a pregnancy. And so she has repeated miscarriages and all of that is connected. Well, and then they start to believe like, I don't deserve a child. And so there's so much rupture of love in the wounds of their souls that are hurting yeah. in ways that you can help and minister to them effectively. So, you know, Michaeline does have a document and we'd like to send it to you. And it's, it's about 10 things you should not say to mm -hmm. somebody who's you know, miscarried in particular. Um, and then things you, you should say. Um, so things not to say. You're young, you'll have more babies, you can always try again. It happens all the time, at least it happened early. There was probably something wrong with it anyway. At least you haven't created your nursery yet. You didn't really need another baby anyway, it's a blessing in disguise. It wasn't meant to be. Do you think you did something wrong to make it happen? God wanted your child in heaven. Your child was too wonderful to be here on earth with us. Your child's in a better place now. Or, this is why people wait before they tell anyone that they're pregnant. And the last one, your miscarriage was so long ago, shouldn't you be over it by now? So we don't mean it, but those are terrible things really to say. Right. Maybe we've said them, God, God forgive us, but there's a better way. 10 things you should say. And it's important that we know what we should say, yeah. like acknowledging that you've had a loss. You're not alone. I'm here for you, and I'll always be. Would it, be, would it help to talk about it? I don't know what to say, but I'm here to listen. How are you doing? Ignore the fine answer and then say, no, really, and then listen to the answer and to assure her or, and them, the couple, this is not your fault. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You've done nothing wrong, and no one is judging you. My heart breaks for you. I'm sorry for your loss. Is there anything that I can do to help? Here's some food that I made for you. Don't ask to make it in advance. They won't want to bother you. Just make it and bring it. Seven, can I run any errands for you? Make any calls? Let anyone know? Eight, would you like to have a memorial service or do something to remember? Nine, would you like, what is that? Spa, a spa, spa manicure, manicure massage, massage, lunch, dinner, a bottle of wine, a weekend getaway, even better, make it my treat. And then number 10, 
I know it's been weeks and months and years, and maybe even decades since we talked about it, and I just wanted to check in to see if you're okay. Would it help to talk about it? I'm yeah. here to listen. So again, we, we, ha we could send this to you if you desire it. I think it's really wonderful to have, and you can just write us at jimandjoy at ew10.com, jimandjoy at ew10.com, and we'll email that out to you so that you're ready, you're prepared, uh, if you know somebody who's lost uh, their, their child. Mm -hmm. What to say, what not to say. And you know, prior to all that in the document, people are so hesitant to speak because they say, I don't know what to say. Yeah, and so, they say nothing. Right. I don't know what to say. Um, and then number two is, I don't want to make things worse. I don't want to make it worse. While everyone is different, you shouldn't assume that you are making it worse. When your friend or loved one cries or gets angry, you may be giving them the freedom to express the emotions they're having about their miscarriage and so on. So it's good preparatory you know, material here for you. Right, and we've experienced that within our family. And there, there are things that you think you're saying that are helpful and they're not helpful. And so it's always to say, I'm here, I'm here for you. Is there anything we could do to help? Send flowers, like um, Michaeline said, send a card, send dinner, do something, because um, that's going to help th let them know that they're not forgotten, that they're not alone, and that, oh, th this is nothing. You didn't lose anything. They lost a child. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. Their hearts are sick, and they need a touch of love from you. So thanks so much, and we're sorry for your loss of a child. And uh, there's more people that want to unite with you than ever you thought. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, thank you for all your comments and your calls in the show today. Before we wrap up today's show, we're going to go to Rome to check in with Joan Lewis, who has some very important news for us. Now, Joan, what's the latest news from Rome just this weekend? Well, greetings from Rome, where the long-awaited synod on synodality is finally underway. It was announced two years two years ago by Pope Francis, and there have been interim meetings since that announcement. The concluding phase, of course, will be next October. But this was intended to be a gathering that expressed the voices of the faithful around the world, the voices heard in all the preliminary meetings leading to the Synod beginning this week. Now, the Holy Spirit is supposed to dominate the Synod. The Pope has said the Holy Spirit is the main, main protagonist and the Spirit must guide the participants as they discern the future of the Church, as they discuss many topics, including hot-button issues like blessings for same-sex unions, women priests, etc. But I think that those of us in the media are going to need a lot more support from the Holy Spirit than the participants, because at the end of the very first day of meetings, last Wednesday the 4th, the Vatican released 
an 18-page document, only in Italian, called Regulations for the Synod. Now, this was hours after the Pope had invited journalists to cover the Synod with understanding, asceticism, and fasting to abstain from public opinion. Now, here's what the regulation said on communications. To guarantee the serenity of common discernment, which is the main task of the assembly, each of the participants is required to maintain privacy and confidentiality, both with regard to one's own intervention and the intervention of other participants. This duty remains in force even after the assembly ends. And then paragraph two on communication says, all participants are prohibited from recording, filming, and disseminating interventions in the general congregations and in the circoli minores. Those are the small uh, language groups. So basically, where's the transparency? It's like it's a blackout on, on reporting. And only Vatican media is in the Synod Hall. Only the head of the Vatican Office on Communications, he's the only one that speaks to all of us, to the rest of the media. And so far, to be honest, he's maintaining what that Vatican document calls for, privacy and confidentiality on the content of the Synod discussion. So obviously journalists are perplexed, we're very upset. How do we get to the truth if we can't hear, see, read interventions relying on the word of only one person? We're supposed to bring this to our viewers, to our readers, to our listeners. So now the first full week of interventions actually begins today. So we shall see if there's any, any novelties, any new things coming out for communications. But before I leave you, please let me express my, my heartfelt prayers and condolences to our brothers and sisters in Israel for the brutal attack on their country on October 7th that killed hundreds of Israelis and uh, displaced many, many more, wounded many thousands, and also caused about 150 people, including babies and seniors, to be kidnapped. So on that sad note, however, back to you. Thank you so much, Joan, for that report. And we will keep that important meeting in our prayers and all the suffering throughout the world, especially Israel, Palestine. And uh, there's a lot of mourning going on these mm. days. Our show related to that in terms of pregnancy and infant loss. Blessed are those who mourn. They will be comforted. Join us next time for an interview with John Martinoni. We'll be discussing the power of a common sense approach to the much needed work of Protestant evangelization. God bless you. God bless all of your loved ones. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now. <laughs>